Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the WWE Raw Wrestling Inc. After Show. And have we got a show for you. The world title has a new contender. The Intercontinental Champion has a new contender. And, of course, the Women's Champion has a new contender. But before we get into all of that, it's not just me, Oos. It's a whole team. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by Justin Labar and Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. It's just uh, the drastic change in weather has me confused on what to wear every day. I, I, I go from shorts and T-shirt to layers of clothing overnight. It's, a, it's just a, it's, it's a crapshoot. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, here in California, here by the beach, it's been drastically changing from 70 to 80 back to 70 again i don't know what to oh, do myself i don't know how you handle that that's incredible <laughs> uh but i had a fun time i got to do some ring announcing for pcw ultra here uh in california in the at the world famous rose bowl the first time a wrestling show has ever been done there and i got to do the ring announcing so that was a really really fun experience i believe it's the show's going to be up on remix tv uh, if you want to check it out, it's a fr- it's a free program to watch a lot of cool indie wrestling there. So cool. check that out. But Justin, please tell me your fantasy football team lost. Mine lost, and I feel like even though we're not in the same league, I want to have a better record than you at the end of the end of the year. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I did have I did take a loss this weekend. There was nothing I could do, but uh, I, I, we'll bounce back. I'm gonna give a good team uh, team speech. Little little. We're gonna we're gonna put some we're gonna practice with pads on. Uh, week. Uh, we're gonna get the intensity back i can feel it yeah i had uh i've had uh burrow on my team forever and he finally put some numbers up but my opponent had his receivers so it ah it was it was devastating to me it was a it was a no-win situation for jack's farmers but that's we'll... chess not checkers my friend <laughs> there's really? only one quarterback oh. but there's several receivers man yeah i i got uh got that's a lot of there's a lot of chess going on lately. Yeah, we'll oh we'll talk about some oh, yeah. uh, some some gamesmanship going down. Uh, We're commercial free right now, correct? We are commercial free for the first thirty minutes. <laughs> the first thirty. 
for the first three minutes. Then oh. I'm just going to start talking about Manscaped or uh, HelloFresh. I don't know. One of the one of our old go tos. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, the bosses are going to get mad. I shouted out people who aren't paying us money. But, uh, so so I just say we're being sponsored by NYC Demon Divas Watch Alongs. That's that's who our sponsor okay. is. Uh, that that's who our sponsor is today. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the news. First news, I think, is very interesting. We've got uh, PW Insider Elites Mike Johnson recently passed along that rumors within WWE have Triple H driving what he described as ninety nine percent of WWE's creative direction. With the word being that he is has been knighted by TKO to lead the promotion instead of McMahon, uh, a decision which is said to have had a positive effect on backstage morale. Justin, I think we can kind of see this on TV if we're paying close enough attention. DIY showing up again, Bronson Reed getting wins again, Tegan Knox, NXT being featured on big shows. Uh, But does this surprise you? Any thoughts on this? Well, for all the things you just listed and more, it doesn't surprise me to hear that. Um, and I, and I, and I mean, I especially love hearing the part of the report that talks about that the backstage morale overall is just on an upswing, which, you know, especially con- considering that when the official, you know, merger and, 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 and all happened several weeks ago, of course, it was followed with a lot of layoffs, uh, not on the talent side, but, you know, you know but so that's unfortunate. So I'm happy to hear that there's positive morale. I will stress to say that. You know, look at the time of year that it is. I, I'd have a hard time for as long as Vince is breathing and still associated with the company, especially when we get around to Survivor Series, but more importantly, Rumble and Mania. I'm not saying he's going to, you know, uh, bull rush and tackle Triple H out of his chair and take over in that sense, but he's going to, of course, weigh in on what they're doing because that's their biggest time of year. Uh, right now is, if you want to consider it a little bit of a lull period, uh, even though they are going to Saudi Arabia, and that's a very important show, but those shows are, Paid shows, um, a little bit different philosophy of how you how you how you book those shows, so to speak. Um, but for what it is, I'm happy to hear it again. Mostly that everybody's just feeling good there in WWE. Yeah, Jimmy, hard not to feel good. I imagine in WWE, it feels like they're breaking records every time they go to a new or go to an old uh, place they've been before. They're breaking numbers when they go there. Ratings seem to be great. Uh, they really seem to be firing all cylinders. So it, it makes sense that Triple H would be a a person that they just say, hey, take over this. Uh, to, to play a little bit of a devil's advocate, though, Jim, if you're someone who works in WWE, and I don't know if you experienced this at all, but over the past few years, it does feel a little bit like Triple H is in charge. Vince McMahon is in charge. Triple H is in charge. Vince McMahon is in charge. Do you think it, it might create a little bit of uncertainty if you're someone that works there, or is that just the wrestling business? For me, it's just the wrestling business. You just go, you try to go with the flow. It's, it's, I don't know how to describe it much more differently than that. You know, there's going to be times where you like the direction it's going, or maybe you're thinking to yourself, are we doing the right thing right now as a company? Is it, but, but from what it sounds like right now, you know, people backstage are in a good place. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the direction like you say, like you guys mentioned, the numbers have been good lately. You know, people keep telling the numbers of the attitude era and the, the ruthless aggression era and stuff like that. But this is a different time and it's a different way. The, the business uh, absorbs money. You know what I mean? It's, it's a money business. And they just 
you know, signed a new television contract recently, which is uh, sounds very lucrative. Yeah. And so, you know what? They seem to be ticking all the right boxes right now. So who when but back to what you were saying, when when creative direction seems to change from one direction to another, and it seems like this person is in charge and that person is in charge, all it does is confuse people. Mm-hmm. You know, basically in a nutshell. And you know, in the wrestling business, whoever is dictating the direction, you can voice your opinion. And maybe offer suggestions and directions, but at the end of the day, it's ultimately the decision of the man in charge, whoever that happens, or a woman in charge, whoever that happens to be. Mm-hmm. And you do your best to follow direction. Yeah, I mean, and I will say, like, I, I stand by what I said a few minutes ago that, like, you know, I, I still think Vince is going to, you know, be in conversations and what mm-hmm. have you when you get to the bigger shows. However, I will say that what is different compared to in the past uh, is the fact that it is not just Vince that there are other people seated at this board table now that have equal share in the company. And so if they know, okay, Paul Levesque is the one who's been in the weeds for these last X amount of months and they like what they're seeing on all the analytics and data wise, there is a situation now to say, while they all probably respect Vince McMahon and then the fact that, you know, he created WWE to this point where they wanted to purchase it and, and, and come together with it. I think it does speak to, they will be able to say, well, Maybe you know, let's just go with what Paul's doing here because obviously he's been hitting the vibes here because the numbers here, you know. So that, so there is it is it is a different thing where it's not like Vince just come back in and nobody can overstep, nobody can over, you know, can out out maneuver him. He he now sits as equal partner to to what is it seven or eight other people. So that is a dynamic that we have never ever seen before in the history of WWE and WWF. So that's something that I think that is uh, worthwhile to see uh, if we hear anything about how that plays out, especially when they get into their their, their money time. In a few months here. Uh, yeah, I always say never count out Vince McMahon. I always, <laughs> when I see these reports, I always think, I love, I've loved everything Triple H has done when he's running creative, but Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon. Never, just never assume he's, he's, if he wants to get involved in something, Vince McMahon's going to get involved in something. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I see some people kind of saying, well, I guess Vince McMahon's gone. I'm, not, I'm sure Vince McMahon, like, just like you said, when, if he wants to poke his nose back into the weeds, this man's going to be back mm-hmm. in the weeds. No, absolutely. And and you got two individuals there with two different auras about them. The way they they uh, they're in, the people that work for them uh, present them. Like you, you, people look at Triple H is very approachable. How's it going, Hunter? And blah blah blah. And everybody sees Mr. McMahon, you know, pretty much, and he's got that. Uh, you know that like i said that aura about him where it's like it's almost intimidating to a certain degree to a lot of young younger talent yeah all right yeah i can i can imagine vincent man being an intimidating person to talk to um but let's uh as we move on we got a um i want to talk a bit about something that was a bit of bit of news throughout the past week and even today whether you were watching the show or whether you were on social media you guys may not have heard this. Maybe, I don't know. Next, tomorrow, they got this little show called NXT happening. And it looks like it's going to be a pretty big show. Move over, Crown Jewel. I think we got a new super pumped up show. And it's called NXT. Uh, they have announced a million people for this show tomorrow. Cody Rhodes, uh, Asuka. We've got, uh, I'm sure Becky Lynch will be there. Uh, which wasn't even announced with everyone else. But... John Cena, Paul Heyman, and now 
30 minutes commercial free. Uh, Justin, also, as you mentioned before we went on the air, AEW, though, they're not backing down. They're going to be across the way doing dynamite. They're going to have 30 minutes free. They're going to have an overrun. They're going to have a buy-in. This is what I truly missed about the Monday Night Wars. This is them doing whatever they can to put on the best show possible. This is win-win for everybody. Oh, it absolutely is. It's win-win for everybody. Um, and, and, and it's kind of funny. It's like this absurd game of poker right now. Of who's just you know, It's at the point where so it feels like both sides have ran out of chips. Now somebody's pulling off the watch. Oh, my grandmother gave me this watch. I'm trying to watch it. Somebody else is. I got, I got this car here for this car key. You know, they're doing whatever they can to keep throwing it in, to keep trying to up the ante um, to, to, to spice up this pot. Uh, I, I, and I don't blame AEW for doing any of the things they're doing in terms of trying to compete with the non-commercials because that is a big deal. So trying to do no commercials, having the overrun, that's also a big deal. Um, I don't know how much the buy-in thing is going to do because I think at that point you're starting to – I think the only people that are seeing the buy-in for the stuff online and an ROH title, I think, again, you're going back to the, the hardcore – fan that you probably already are going to have and that's not the name of the game here the name of the game here is you got to grab new fans you got to you got to fight and sc- and scratch for eyeballs here that are going to be forced or going to be you know wanting to look over here uh aew definitely has the disadvantage because this is tuesday is nxt's night so this is the disadvantage for aew is that they're having to you know to try to retrain their audience hey tune in on this different night uh, and nope oh by the way don't look at John Cena. Don't look at Paul Heyman. Don't look at all these things over there. And oh, by the way, you didn't even mention this one, Jack. And, and we don't know. This is yeah. WWE and Cryptic. At the end of that damn promo video, you hear a gong from a certain dead man. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was put in there as an accident. <laughs> there was there was an audio error tonight for Sami Zayn's entrance music, but I don't think they're going to accidentally <laughs> leave the Undertaker's gong in an NXT promo. So, but yeah, we we all are, are going to win out of this. It's um. I, I think in general, I'm not a ratings guy, but whenever stuff like this happens, I always find it interesting. I don't think it means anything. I'm not going to like change my opinion on anything based on ratings, but I always do find it interesting. Uh, Jimmy, if I was taking bets, if I was in Vegas right now, I would say looking at these, this situation, NXT is probably going to win the ratings. That said, if NXT doesn't win the ratings with everything they've thrown at it and <laughs> AEW being on an off night, have they, they have to win the ratings. I, I feel like the AEW loses. We'll say it, was, it wasn't their usual night. NXT stacked the deck, whatever. If for whatever reason, and I don't, I don't personally think it's going to happen, but if, it, if AEW wins, I mean, this has to be a massive blow to WWE. Have they kind of stuck their neck out a little bit? Uh, I don't believe so because, like you said, they brought the established stars back on their established night. And all, they, all they've done is added to the product. Yes, I know people are going to complain and say, well, NXT is supposed to be the developmental brand and, and bringing these guys in is, yeah, they brought them in because they're in a Tuesday Night War for at least this week anyways. So um, if AEW does manage to pull off a bigger number than uh, NXT, uh, WWE, I, I Honestly, and I don't mean it this way to sound like a WWE homer, I will be surprised for the reasons that Justin stated as well, too. Because, you know, NXT's night is Tuesday night and AEW's night is usually a Wednesday night. So, you you know, retraining your audience, so to speak. So having names like John Cena and and Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes with a major announcement and Oscar and probably Becky Lynch, like you said. And, and Judgment the big, Day probably, too. Yeah, you know. And- yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know the big tease with the dead man. You know, 
there's just a lot going on. So uh, if, you know, again, not to sound like the, the Homer guy, but if AEW were to pull off a bigger number than uh, NXT tomorrow, uh, I would be surprised. Well, and, and, and Jimmy, it's not even a Homer thing, but I'll say this. I don't, I don't know if I get the numbers. I don't know if I'll get it pulled up fast enough, but this was earlier today. Um, you know, WrestleNomics and, and Brandon Thurston, who, who are really good at, at breaking down and keeping track of, of TV ratings, keeping track of tickets and everything. They, they their their numbers, uh, numbers, well-versed in numbers. Yeah. Um, they were showing the seating chart and showing the the data right now going into Dynamite tomorrow. I think it's in Independence, Missouri, um, and like it's it's not it's not trending in the right direction based upon they've they've ran that market before. And I guess like I saw I saw a lot of people in a thread off of that talking about how a bad tendency that AEW's been having recently with their events is people the the the, the loyalists will buy tickets when they first go on sale at this price is high price and then AEW starts lowering the ticket price as they get closer to the day of because they need to get butts and seats and that's creating resentment to those fans they're like hey i just paid 90 bucks for this seat that's now on sale for 24 i would have you know i would have waited i would have saved that money and i would have just put that money towards merch or whatever else so you know that's, that, and that, 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 that's an easy way to turn away somebody who's like All right, i'm not going to buy a ticket next time or at least i'm not buying a ticket early on because i don't want to get screwed so my point being, I think NXT is absolutely going to win on TV because if they're if they're not even if AEW is not even moving tickets in a building that's set up for three or four thousand people, if they're not even moving tickets real well for that for for what's you know Edge's first match. If they're not even moving the live audience there, I don't think that bodes well for getting. I don't think it's going to be the worst rated Dynamite ever, but I don't. Yeah, I don't see how they beat NXT on NXT normal night with all that NXT stacking the deck on. Well, and it's. I, you know, regardless of how you feel about individual wrestlers, it's just spicier and more interesting when you have these people who aren't ever on NXT going to NXT. That's what makes invasions interesting or new wrestling signings interesting and things like that. That's it's just more interesting because you never see it. So you want to tune in and see what is the big announcement? What is all this is the undertaker going to be there and, and all these other things. And so it's not even a, whether or not you're a, a fan of one or the other. I just think, like I said, a different date, AEW probably would have had lower ratings anyways, because it's a different day, but also the way they're, they're pumping out all this stuff for NXT. It's a very, it'll be a very tough, tough day at the office for AEW. And, and, you know, Justin, I wanted to ask you this. If AEW, because if, if AEW wanted to like pull a fast one and try to like bring someone who could help like combat these big names on NXT, is there anyone even available besides maybe a Mercedes that is going to have that kind of power to bring someone? Because like like that's an available realistic free agent. Obviously, The Rock isn't going to be on AEW tomorrow. Uh, but like, what other available? wrestlers or people are there that if they wanted to just like throw money at somebody to try to get them to show up is there even someone out there that could combat these other people who are going to be on nxt uh, nope well first off no there's nobody realistic obviously you're not the punk's not going back to AEW right now uh, mercedes monet she might grab a little bit of interest but here's the thing they would have had to done it by now you you you, you can't it, it's hard to make money ahead of time off of, of what is not advertised you know, you're advertising, and you don't want to steal a spotlight away. You're advertising for Edge's first match, 
Um, you know, is Edge versus Luchasaurus the biggest thing you can drum up? I get from a story perspective why it's Luchasaurus, but is that the biggest, sexiest thing you can drum up? No, but that's the direction you decided to go in. And, you know, that's supposed to be something to hold your head, but it's so no, there's no, there's nobody. Mercedes, even if you would advertise her ahead of time, it's a little whatever, but, it, you know, AEW's strong point is not their women, to be quite frankly. So I don't think that that's even necessarily, um, you know, I mean, you know, there's nobody else that's realistically going to be at this moment in time signed over to AEW to, to move the needle like that. I mean, you know, Edge, again, somebody who we once thought would be a WWE lifer. We've, we've dissected it enough on these podcasts of, you know, you know, they're splitting, they're going their separate ways amicably. Uh, so that's kind of a surprise just enough that's that he's there. But I mean, I guess the only other person I can even think of, and again, you, you advertise this kind of thing is like, there's been a lot of speculation about what's Goldberg situation that he's probably, that he's done. He's not currently under any contract with WWE. So like, I mean, he would be a name, but again, you advertise that kind of thing. That's the kind of thing you advertise to sell out you know, one of the bigger shows that AEW tries to do, whether it's you know Grand Slam or Full Gear or whatever. So you advertise those things. You don't have Goldberg make a surprise appearance in Independence, Missouri on a Tuesday night. just right. doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Luchasaurus. Or I guess Luchasaurus is facing Edge. I'm trying to figure out who would be the poor person that just gets speared in half by, by Goldberg coming out. Uh, I will say this is my prediction. This is my my uh, probably not going to happen, but in Jack's crazy mind, I think Cody Rhodes is going to come out. I don't know what his specific announcement is going to be, but I think he's going to have a run in with The Undertaker and we're at WrestleMania, maybe Crown Jewel, but maybe WrestleMania. The story that is finished isn't Cody Rhodes. It's Cody Rhodes finishing the Undertaker's story in front of a live crowd with a final match while Roman Reigns takes on The Rock. I think that that is what they're going to give Cody instead of beating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I think that's the that's where this is going to start. That's my prediction. We'll see mm. if it happens. Interesting. Uh, uh, let's chat about this show, this WWE mm. Monday Night Raw. Um, by the way, if you're with us uh, live, if you're a lurker, thanks for hanging out. Make sure to just say hello if you'd like. Or if you're in the chat live, Dylan, Scott, Baby Ice, MDB999, Malik Black, Azel, uh, Montez, Scott. We've got a lot of folks in here. David mm. Beer and Baby Ice and Leonard Jones and Monge and Brian. I saw Adam Staples back there. Said he's been MIA for a while, but we still appreciate you coming back. Uh, but uh, Dylan Matthews as well. Thank you guys so much. And if you're not live, like, comment, share, subscribe later, and uh, leave us a five-star review. Why don't you? It's always appreciated. Um, we're going to start the show with a couple of uh, super chats. First, Ryan Ramirez saying Michael Cole was savage on Cody tonight. Um, <laughs> Cole's always great, man. Just today, his we'll probably talk about it, but his in-ring interviews are even great. Like, that guy is so good at everything. Uh, Shelbowski saying, uh, did you know Bronson Reed was big? Enough already. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, that. And then uh, Jake saying, just want to send love to everyone in Israel um, with the super chat. Thank you, all three of you, for the, uh, for the uh, super chats. Let's talk about the show. Uh, first, we kick things off with... Seth Rollins, uh, he says that Knock pushed him to his limit, but he's just getting started. Drew McIntyre comes out and says, I want a match, but at Crown Jewel, not tonight. And so they part as friends. But Priest attacks Seth Rollins and calls for the briefcase, but McIntyre stops Dom in his tracks. Later, Seth is upset about Drew leaving him hanging, 
But Drew says that he saw what happened with the bloodline. He's not going to let things like that happen again with the Judgment Day. And Seth says, Judgment Day can't take the title, and neither can you, Drew. Jimmy, <laughs> how did you feel about this opening uh, segment and setting up the next world title contender? I thought it was very interesting. And it's the interesting thing about it is, is Drew a heel? Is Drew a babyface? Because obviously Seth Rollins is a huge babyface right now. And, you know, people keep talking about the business is changing. It's it's not so much clearer, the heel and babyface roles. But at the same time, people want someone to cheer and people want someone to boo at the mm -hmm. end of the day. And it, this one's a tough one. And they gave you kind of hints that maybe Drew is kind of leaning towards the heel side. But uh, I think this is a, a nice little uh, transition after the fast lane match with Shinsuke. You, who is going to be next? You know, like we said, uh, Damian Priest does have the Money in the Bank briefcase. So that keeps him in the picture almost until that time limit expires or whatever the case may be. But um, I thought it was interesting that uh, even – Seth kind of called him out. He says, you stopped the money in the bank, but you, you, you know, you saw him attack from me from behind and you said, you want me as close to hundred percent as possible, but you let him beat me down and all that sort of stuff, you know? So it's kind of leaving questions in people's minds and uh, Drew just kind of fluffed it off. It felt like. Justin, um, I, I feel like it makes sense. Drew is the next contender. I want to know your thoughts on Damian Priest appearing to want to cash in at the start of the show tonight as opposed to at fast lane now obviously this was just a device to get them from point a to point b but if we're reading between the or you know maybe digging into it too much did it kind of make like was there a party that's like well why cash in now and not at fast lane yeah absolutely i mean i i, I feel bad because i feel like i'm <clears throat> i feel like i'm uh ringing this death bell to seth rollins's title reign i thought I, I thought that at, at payback here in pittsburgh we could see him lose uh, the title or, and or get cashed in on uh, i felt the same thing <laughs> this past saturday for fast lane uh and then i and i still feel it now but it's between priest lurking there with the briefcase uh and then they, they, they just won't let go rollins and his health and his back it just feels like they are trying to make sure that they give us every piece of the story so that way once seth does lose and he presumably probably goes away for a little bit that it doesn't that he, that he goes away looking strong and oh he was a fighting champion and he he battled it was just way too much for him to overcome the deck just got stacked against him that's what it feels like it feels like we are just impending on him losing the title and going away um but yeah to a logic it's like the guy with the guy just went through a last man standing match well why, why yeah. did you try it two nights ago but yeah and the other thing too uh, sorry to cut you off justin is is seth comes out for this promo doesn't look any worse for wear especially after such a you know a brutal war that he went through with shinsuke at least shows some signs of of, of uh going through this battle yeah i did kind of feel that too as he was walking out and kind of like just still dancing around like for some of the broken back who just got beaten to a pulp a couple days ago you sure are dancing around a lot yeah. having, having a good time barely making it to his feet before the count of 10 and that sort of thing it just it just looked like uh oh i'm okay now yeah it, 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 i would have liked to have seen him look a little more worse for wear but mm -hmm. i'm a big seth rollins fan so i let him get away with it <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah we'll definitely see how that goes uh we we follow that up with uh kofi kingston versus ivar in a viking rules match in this one 
was fun. It was chaotic uh, with Kofi using Ivar's beard, Valhalla jumping around like a crazy cat, and Ivar hitting a moonsault for a win over a former world champion in singles competition, Jimmy. Hmm. One, have you ever refereed a Viking rules match? And two, uh, Ivar has just... I, I Who's risen their stock more than Ivar in the past three weeks? Uh, to, to the second part of your question, I, you're right. Nobody has. But the, as far as the Viking, rule, Viking rules match, I do not believe I've ever officiated one of those i've done everything from a gravy bowl match to <laughs> to to some some other um crazy matches but uh, i do not believe uh viking rules matches on that list <laughs> but you're absolutely right about ivar man he's really up to stock and he's looked so so good the last few weeks that uh man if if there is a singles run for him in the future there is something there that's for sure uh, Justin, my favorite part about this, I love Michael Cole. I think he's truly one of the all-time greats. Uh, hard to compare him to the people I heard as a, a as a child, though, who are like in my heart. But as far as just technically, I think he's amazing. But he had a line that made me giggle a little bit where he's like, the Viking rules match is named after the Viking Raiders. And I thought, you don't say, Michael <laughs> Cole. <laughs> but- and it's all, all the more reason why uh, Ivar needs to win this match. And he did win this match. You can't be a Viking and lose your own Viking rules match, you know? Um, no. And, and, you know, obviously shout out to Kofi. Kofi's just, you know, what, what a pro Kofi. I, I felt for him in that, that, that moonsault. Um, Ivar landed a little more on Kofi's uh, head than you would like. You'd like to be a little more flush on the, uh, on the, on the midsection, but no. And it, the number one thing I liked about this overall, besides Ivar winning as he should, was Valhalla resurfacing? She she had been gone the last week or two, um, and and she is in real life married to Eric, the other Viking Raider who was out, legitimately injured. So mm-hmm. I'm glad, you know, I, I, you know, but she's not injured. So I was glad that she's back out there because, you know, she is part of the presentation. She is an accessory that adds to the presentation, adds to the little bit of mystique, a little bit of darkness to to this uh, to this gimmick that uh, obviously they're continue to push with Ivar they're they're giving them TV time so I'm glad they're you they're keeping her out there too um be, because I think that's only going to help and that only gives you options when you have you know a a manager valet whatever you want to classify her as uh but but it gives you options creatively both from promos and in the match as we saw tonight that she can be a presence and she can cause uh some some distractions and some mm-hmm. problems I think too, uh, yeah, she just adds a little bit more interest to them. Like her part in the match, I thought was great. And I thought it was really clever the way they had Woods get rid of her without doing anything physical to her. It it also, it felt like what would really happen in this situation. And there's no one else. Like I I made the joke about moving around like a cat, but like it's, it's different. It stands out. No one else is doing that. So (laughs) it may, it instantly makes her different than everybody else. So I think she's a great, part of this i do wonder what the plan is with ivar you got to imagine jimmy that if he's beating a former world champion that this Mm -hmm. isn't just a stopgap for a little bit like they got to have something in mind for this guy well it's interesting because we're going to get later who the number one contender for uh gunther's uh intercontinental championship is that a path they can go down down the road depending on the injury to eric and how long he's going to be out but like we said, we have something here with uh, with Ibar in a singles capacity. We don't hear him talk much, and having maybe 
someone as his mouthpiece, mm-hmm. you know, would work in this case because, you know, you need the entire presentation, so to speak. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, at least see where they go. But he has just been a delight. I think he's been great. And I, I am happy for the guy. I hope we get to see more of him and more continued success. <laughs> Um, we had Raquel Rodriguez versus Nia Jax in what was, if the match felt very similar and, and Justin, I, I bet I, I'd like to think you thought the same thing, very similar to what a, a Hogan versus Andre kind of match would have felt like, uh, in many ways. Uh, but the match is thrown out when Rhea comes out and takes out Nia Jax and Raquel only for Shayna Baszler to come out and take out Rhea Ripley. Uh, afterwards, Baszler says that it doesn't matter who it is. If she's in the ring, she's the baddest. Then, in a manner similar to Brock endorsing Cody and <laughs> Cena endorsing LA Knight, Akira Tozawa, in his own way, endorsed Shayna Baszler. <laughs> uh, and, of course, later, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae get interrupted by Rhea Ripley, who wants Shayna Baszler next week. Uh, Justin, this was a lot of stuff happening in the women's division. And I said on Twitter, but I, I want to re- reiterate it here. Raquel Rodriguez, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley. That is a murderer's row of a top of a division, if I ever saw one. Well, yeah, and and to steal, to steal uh, one of Jimmy's finishers, um, everybody got over. Mm-hmm. Everybody got over without, you know, without having to go. You know, it's, so it's, yeah, right now, you, you look at, right now, you look at those four. Yeah, I mean Raquel still looks like still looks strong, and she obviously physically she's still one of the stronger, more opposing females. Nia still same thing, continuing her return and her and her her dominance. Uh, Rhea is Rhea, and she wants control of her division. Nobody's doubting mommy. But then even Shayna Baszler, who from a physical stature is the smallest of all of them, but nobody's nobody's counting her out. Everybody respects that Shayna Baszler is a tough competitor. So all four are a great situation. And then, you know, when you look at just the women's division tonight as a whole from all of Monday Night Raw, some of which we'll still get to, this might've been one of the most productive episodes of Raw that I can recall where it was like, well, we got several stories. Granted, Becky's holding the NXT title, but it's still being, you know, defended on Raw. So there was a lot being accomplished in terms of stories and in terms of characters mattering, um, you know, it, it was not just a okay. It's it's the time for the one women segment. So they they really did a lot. I guess again, maybe going back to who's in charge of creative right now in the weeds week to week. I guess this is, if we go back to that. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, we'll talk about all the other. There's so many other talented people in this division, and that weren't in this segment. But this segment alone, you could build around a massive women's division. Jimmy, I want to ask you about something because you've been around so many of these wrestlers in the past. And something that stood out to me is if, if you're talking about Rhea Ripley as a wrestler, you would say she is a big powerhouse wrestler. She's bigger than a lot of the other women's wrestlers. She looks stronger. It looks like she could throw around people. Shayna Baszler is, is tough, obviously, but you wouldn't really describe in the same way. But when they're standing nose to nose, Baszler's like an inch shorter. Like she's not that much smaller. And it makes me think of like Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley. Like Shelton's not that much smaller than Bobby Lashley, but Bobby Lashley is a powerhouse. How many, why is it we think some people look so much bigger than they real, like than everyone else when sometimes they're not necessarily that much bigger than someone else, if that makes sense. It's trying to explain it. It's, it's, it's the way the, the muscles are cut. So mm-hmm. to speak, like like you talk about Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin is lean, yeah, right, and he's really really powerful. Like you said, he's got a good build. But you look at a guy like Bobby Lashley. Bobby's body, 
leans more towards like someone you would picture as a bodybuilder. But this guy, Bobby, has obviously a lot more agility and 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 mobility than your average just basic bodybuilding weightlifter kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the difference. It's it's the way the muscles are toned and cut and 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 looking more like like I said, like a bodybuilder as opposed to. I guess in some people's mind that denounces more strength or that, that, that registers as more strength to them. Whereas mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily look at a guy like Mark Henry. Yeah. Strongest man in the world. He didn't look like Bobby Lashley, but he could out lift Bobby Lashley. So yeah. I think it's all in the way, it, you know, appearances. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Because it also takes me back to when uh, Angelo Dawkins was standing next to Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley was like looking up to to Dawkins. I was like, "Geez, how I always knew Dawkins was big, but I didn't know he was that big. How come I don't think of Dawkins as a big powerhouse?" Now, obviously, he's not built like Bobby Lashley. I mean, who is? But you know, it's I don't know. It's just it, it, it was interesting to me how your perspective of people can change so much based off of the smallest of details uh, mm-hmm. in, in a pro wrestling ring. It's always like they say in the wrestling business, it's the little things that matter. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is a, I, I was actually very excited to Justin's point with this, this segment, because I think Shayna Baszler, anyone who saw her in NXT knows that she can be an absolute killer in a division. So I am glad to see that she's getting the time uh, now. And of course, Raquel, I loved all the, can she pick up Nia Jax? Oh, not yet. Not yet. You know, and uh, that's what, that's what felt very Hulk Hogan to me is they like, can, can she power up the uh, immovable object? You know, exactly. And, and, and the way she sold in that match was really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Raquel really sold well for Nia in that particular situation. Uh, so all good stuff happening there. Um, we got an interview segment in the ring. Michael Cole uh, gets Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso into the ring. And Michael Cole show not only can he ring announce and do commentary and do interviews live in the ring. Geez, Michael Cole, leave a job for the rest of us. But uh, he, he asks Cody uh, if he's satisfied being a tag team champion. Cody ducks the question. Then Cole pushes and says, you got close just like your dad. And before Cody can respond, Sammy Zayn and KO come out. How can they not be heels when they don't let us hear the answer to this question? Uh, but they say the story is the tag team titles. And Sammy says he's happy for them, but he wants a match. KO says he's not happy, but he wants a match also. Uh, and Cody says, let's do it tonight. Justin, what I loved about this segment is all the talk about the world title and Sam was like, nah, that's not what's important. This is important. And I think that that is the most important thing in pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean, w- what a segment it was. They created a main event for tonight, for, for tonight's episode. But like you said, I mean, Michael Cole basically asked everything that we're all thinking, which is like, you know, where is this right now in the booking for Cody Rhodes? Like, is this a uh, – yeah, what is this? What, where, where is he? You know, we because we, certainly – when Cody Rhodes came back, and nowhere in the point of him coming back have we thought of Cody Rhodes being part of a tag team, right? I mean, that, that's what he was involved in in his very, very early days and involved in, in, in legacy as a, as a trio. I mean, so, like, you know, him as a tag team, not, no, he's, he's here to win the world title. So this certainly is a swerve in the booking. Um, and so I, I think good on them to kind of just acknowledge it. And, yeah, I mean, obviously he, got, he managed to duck the question, not give an answer. Maybe... I don't know what his announcement is tomorrow. I mean, does it have anything to do with 
with his status or with his goals. Who we'll, 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 we'll tune in and find out. But yeah, I thought this entire segment was really well done. It, it, um, it, there was a lot of, there's a lot of things to, to come away with and yeah michael cole he's he's i think michael cole for the longest time got a lot of unnecessary hate because he was the mm-hmm. guy who uh, not even by his choice basically replaced jim ross mm-hmm. uh you know he you know when they started mixing up the the combinations there early in the in the 2000s with the brand split and this and that and breaking up jr and king you know, that's something you know no fan wanted to have happen um, but Michael Cole, I think he's gotten past that. I think his goat status is, you know, his stamina has, has, is finally there. And especially again, not to make this about triple H, but when there was a change of creative, Michael Cole's style instantly got the change. Michael Cole, aside from being able to run the shows as well as he does, which is a, which is a talent because WWE has so much going on and they're, he's basically the host of the show. They don't use that term, but he's the host. Um, mm-hmm. he also got to call the matches more authentically he he called more moves he gave acknowledgement to history of the title belts and, and you know whereas vince was kind of always more we don't need to call about history we don't need people thinking about the old we don't want to appear old or outdated we need to talk about now and current and moving forward triple h just seemed to allow michael cole to lean into the, let's verbally pay tribute to our history and our lineage and so michael cole just he feels like he's being the best version of himself uh, he's he's tremendous mm-hmm. Yeah, Cole is is incredible. Jimmy, any uh, takeaways from this segment? No, I I like the fact that uh, you know a lot of people are saying, wait a minute, you got two single superstars like main event Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes. You know, Cody Rhodes has a different path. He should be going down this path, that path. But to have them uh, having that much interest in the tag team titles elevates those tag team championships. Mm-hmm. It makes them feel more important, kind of like what they're doing with the, the intercontinental championship on, 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 in a different way, but them wanting to be champions, tag mm-hmm. team champions makes the titles feel that much more important. And you put it on two guys like that. I know, I know they, they, they have uh, their own separate entrances and some people could say, well, that does that kind of not make them, that makes them less of a team. Yes and no. You can you can make the argument that they should have one entrance theme, but uh, I kind of like the fact that these are two big stars that could be two big, huge single stars, putting enough emphasis in the tag team division and wanting to elevate that. Div- and they are elevating that division by ju- being tag team champions and having these other teams want to come out and challenge them now. Yeah, the tag team t- titles have been incredible since like the the Usos got them, obviously, and mm-hmm. had a record-setting reign, and then KO and Sam. It's They've really elevated those tag team titles. I do hate it when they come out separately, but both those guys have banger songs, so I'm okay with that. If you get the pop from the crowd for the songs, my thing is when you're being a tag team, to not seem like you're being two random people put together, uh, coordinate your colors. It drives mm-hmm. me nuts when I see a tag team and mm-hmm. they... It's it's you know, it's one thing. Some guys like to wear pants. Some guys like to wear a short tie. You know, guys have their preference of what they like in terms of their attire, and usually it's it should be influenced by what... Uh, what 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 displays your look the best? What displays your right. body or your positive assets? So I understand not necessarily wearing the same uniform, but at least coordinate your damn colors so you yeah. feel like a mm-hmm. some semblance of a team and not just random wrestler A paired with wrestler B. And then I think tonight they both had like some blue on, so we'll go with the yeah. blue. Yeah. Kind of no. like Sammy and Ko wear the shirts with the tape like design. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we move on to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Byron's trying to get some answers from him, but Ricochet shows up and throws hands. So before the Chad Gable-Ricochet-Bronson-Reed match, Nakamura returns the favor 
Ricochet still able to have the match, and it's a fast and fun one with Bronson Reed getting the win, and we get Reed versus Gunther next week. We're also going to get Ricochet versus Shinsuke in a Falls Count Anywhere match next week. Uh, Jimmy, were you surprised by this? Because it felt like Gable. this was Gable's match to win. I, I am a little bit surprised by this for two reasons. Yes, one was I thought this was a perfect opportunity to get another match with Chad Gable and, and Gunther because those guys just have a chemistry together. But, you know, again, I, I said it earlier, and I know it sounds repetitive, but, you know, Bronson Reed is a heel. Gunther yeah. is a heel. Them having this match kind of, uh, you know, the crowd, we saw at times when you do have – not identified heels and baby faces, the crowds kind of get quiet because they're kind of deciding on who they want to back and who they want to possibly boo, maybe mm -hmm. boo both. It doesn't matter. I think it's, I think it's, it, it, I, I'm going to wait and see where this goes, but at the same time, it's not something I'm only looking forward to it for the wrong reasons. In my opinion, I'm not looking forward to yeah. it going, Oh, these guys are going to have a banger match. I'm looking forward to it to, to, to see how they handle the situation with two heels going, uh, going at it for the IC championship. And that's not the way I should be thinking. I should be thinking, Hey, I want to see so-and-so win. I want to see so-and-so win. Or whatever. But at the same time, Justin, these guys are going to beat the hell out of each other next week. Well, they are. And I think that's what the, the, the WWE booking is, is, is hanging their hats on with this is that they're not going to, it's not going to be the traditional, good guy versus bad guy and you know this guy's getting heat and cheating i think they are just banking on the crowd being entertained by this by just oohs and ahs of just two guys that are just gonna hit really hard with each other um which okay you know this is a it's a buffet you want to have a little something for everybody um I, I i'm not so much offended by that maybe because i am uh sadistically kind of looking forward to seeing the two <laughs> each other but i am a little bit kind of they're obviously there's there's an investment right now in big bronson reed marketing pal he's big mm -hmm. it's obviously an investment in him <laughs> noting the way he's performed noting noting the kind of little win streak he's on it makes me surprised that, that he's getting that title match now because i don't see him beating i don't see him being the one that dethrones in uh, gunther so again back to jimmy's phrase it's not to say that he could not still get over without going over in the match but it just surprises me. I would have, I, I, I wouldn't expect you to put him in this match right now, mm. on the assumption he's going to lose. I just, I, you know, I, that that's the surprising part to me. Um, but so, Jimmy, I, I got to bring this up because people have been mentioning it on Twitter. Uh, NYC Demon Diva uh, is saying it here in the chat. Shinsuke hit a GTS, uh, and also there have been think people saying Michael Cole used a word that CM Punk used it in Ring of Honor. 20 years ago and uh Corey Graves said something about something that was similar to a, a CM Punk thing are they teasing CM Punk or is this just coincidences and we're looking for meaning to them hmm very interesting choice of words is uh, tonight especially when it comes to is there a, I know there's a lot of talk about it there's a lot of speculation about it let's leave it at that you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I, if if it is true, it's going to be interesting because uh, as someone who knows that uh, and has been there to see sometimes uh, some of the backstage goings on when CM Punk is around, it's going to be interesting to see how different it would be this time if he were to come back. Let's also not forget CM Punk has a tattoo of the Pepsi logo. I saw one of the commentators drinking a Pepsi at the commentary table. 
Confirms it all. Confirm. Oh, That's it. Confirm. Breaking news. Written Take that stone. fightful. <laughs> Breaking you know, news. And, it's and, happening. And, this, and you know this. And look, and it may very well happen. You know, Survivor Series in Chicago. It may very well happen. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not. But at the same, at the same point, I can't help but sit here and think we started this podcast off talking about one of the lead news stories across the the wrestling world today, backstage wise. Uh, of, of if you actually read the original report from PW Insider, in addition to the you know Triple H is the one in charge and in the weeds, blah blah blah, it goes on to say how oh this WWE sources WWE executive says morale is 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 high, everybody's feeling good, isn't it? And I'm just yeah. like, do we need to rock the boat? <laughs> yeah. Do we need to rock the boat? Right. Yeah. I um, you know, I keep saying to myself, I'll believe it when I see it, and I've seen a lot of things that I've said I'll believe it when I see it too mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. So. Maybe it will happen, but I don't know. To me, it feels like a combination of uh, people looking into things more than they should, and maybe some mm-hmm. some of the folks at WWE just having a little fun because they know that this is what's getting talked about. You never know. Um, you never know. Problem. Pro- pro- uh, problem yeah. is when problem is if if if, if yeah. they are if they might be. The <laughs> problem is yeah. if you do that though, it's going to be one of those things where we're going to get to Chicago Survivor Series, and. You don't want the crowd showing up there expecting to see him, even though when there hasn't been a mention of him. And then when they don't see him, then they're mad and feel like they got gypped. It's like, no, you know, I mean, all I can say, WWE, if if you are not bringing CM Punk in, do not have Survivor Series have a match where there's a mystery partner or a mystery opponent. Or you, if you do that and then you send out Akira Tozawa, Jack is going to be the only person happy in this one. (laughs) I'll be fist pumping so hard. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I you sold me Justin. you sold me that, that's tremendous justin this is i have the hardest question of the night for you based on this match uh i need your answer here the what is more devastating the braun or the um bronson reed tsunami or the ivar moonsault Ooh. Uh, I, i'm gonna say the ivar moonsault because at least with the, the the splash that the tsunami splash, one it's a lot easier because you're facing your opponent to get your ideal landing spot, and they can and, you know and you can there's some some tricks of the trade that that could be done to kind of mitigate to, to make it look good but still mitigate impact. <laughs> that moonsault's <laughs> a bit of a that's that's a bit of a blind missile. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of man <laughs> spinning in, in mm-hmm. a direction that, uh, that, that, that that's pretty lethal looking. I, yeah, I'm telling you, if you've never been to a live show, you've only seen on TV, you may not understand but whenever you've seen a wrestler like actually jump on someone from the top rope and then you think about someone the size of ivar having to lay there just knowing that's coming your way and he's he, he's jumping backwards oh my god i'd be terrified <laughs> uh but we move on at we get to the judgment day's locker room and damian priest is in the process of murdering jd mcdonough when finn and rio <laughs> show up uh, they say they got a rematch for the tag titles later uh, next week. But for now, J.D. has to prove himself by taking care of Drew McIntyre. And I bet J.D. wishes Priest just killed him. Uh, instead, <laughs> we get Drew McIntyre versus J.D. McDonough. Pretty much a squash, but J.D. does a good job of looking smart, scared, conniving, crafty, all that good stuff. But it was it was not enough to get him in the judgment day. Uh, in the locker room, Priest isn't impressed, but Ripley says, don't sweat it. Uh, Jimmy, where are you at with old J.D. McDonough and the Judgment Day? 
Uh, just having him there, putting putting a uh, a cog in the wheel. What? No, how, how does that say? Just uh, yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's not a yeah. cog. It's something. Of yeah, yeah. Wrench in the monkey grease or something. Something something along <laughs> those lines. Kink, kink <laughs> in the hose. Kink in the hose. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, him creating a little disturbance within the Judgment Day is 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 fine with me. If he becomes a part of Judgment Day, I I think. The, the group itself loses something. I think right now having this little dissension going on between Priest and, and Balor because of J.D. McDonough, who's who's instigating a lot of it, is okay for now, but it's got to come to an end sooner rather than later. It's It's been going on for a little while now. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on J.D. McDonough tonight? Obviously, the match was about making Drew look unstoppable, but do you think J.D. did himself any favors? I mean, I thought he played his part well. I mean, I thought the way that he was, uh, you know, really pretty ballsy and, and then the slaps that he was trying to give Drew and kind of anger, you know, he was basically just angering Drew. He wasn't even hurting him. It was just making him mad. I thought the way he played, I thought it was all well done. He played his part the way that he was supposed to. But overall, uh, and I, I mean, I hate to be size this and this and that, but I mean, Jay, he's not, he, I, it's like, it's like, why, why would judgment day want you other than if, other than if they were just going to like kind of go you in and let you, and let you be their lackey. That's always sent to the front line. You know, I think about, you know, yeah. look, Hogan was a third man. Giant was four. Uh, we had fake sting at five. We had six at six. And then after, after six, they started getting Vincent, and and they the NWO just started a whole second, third line tier, and it just be, it didn't become cool anymore to be in the part of the NWO. It just became all all it became, and history was a uh, a a statement that you politically had uh, the right friends and the right high places in the company. Right. And so I feel that if we start having JD McDonough and this and that, it's just gonna start to water down the the cool and dangerous factor that is of the Judgment Day. So yeah, I definitely feel like. Something needs to happen here with those guys, uh, whether they kick him out or not. We got to we got to move on. I think uh, one way or the other. And yeah, I don't know. I like JD McDonough. I just don't know if the group feels any different with him. I don't. I don't. I'm not like oh now, as opposed to like, you know talking about the NWO adding the Big Show or the Giant at the time. Oh, now they've got a big monster on their team. Okay, cool or whatever. But I don't know if JD McDonough goes. Oh, now we've got a different spin on this group it's just like yeah. oh there's another judgment another, day member yeah um diy they have a sit-down interview to explain to people who they are and what they want but imperium isn't interested and they beat the poop out of them right in front of wade barrett who does not get involved mm -hmm. later we get a ludwig kaiser video that is just absolute perfection uh justin um I love that they had DIY basically explain to everyone who doesn't know who DIY is, who DIY is. Yeah. Catch the audience up quick context. Um, and you know, look, I mean, it's not, it, it, it doesn't look great for them. They get re reunited and they get, you know, jumped and attacked backstage, but uh, it sets up some, again, it follows through with the heat. It sets up a program here between them and the guys from Imperium. Uh, and it's only, that's only going to enrich this tag division, which, yeah, again, tag division and tag titles of the main event tonight. So overall, I was I was fine with with what they were were trying to do here, and um, I still can't. It's not like Barrett's not the first you know wrestler to turn commentator, obviously in in, in, in this crazy business. But I just thought this so funny to me about you know Barrett, who legit is a six foot five dude and, 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 a, and a tough you know he can he can handle his 
<laughs> I, it's something funny about me just watching him and just get up and scurrying away <laughs> from this fight. Like part part of me at least would say, okay, I'm not expecting him to take sides or start kick putting the boots on somebody. But part of me thinks it would be very on brand if he's sitting there in his chair and all of a sudden here comes uh, Imperium attacking DIY. At least sit there and like pour yourself a drink and go. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I feel like he can at least sit there and just watch this happen. He don't got to scurry off. Uh, <laughs> He, he doesn't want to get. He doesn't want to get his suit messed up, man. Yeah, and it's a nice suit. He wears the same suits as I wear. He and I were both walking in the David Allen fashion show six years ago. I'm walking again this weekend, by the way. Braun Strowman's in it. Wardlow's in it. Could be all looking good in suits. Cheap plug. He didn't want to get his suit messed up. I understand, but still, he's 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 bad news Barrett. He's bare knuckle Barrett. He's he's he's, he's he doesn't need to scurry away from from Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Because yeah. it's also like it's not just like he's a former wrestler. He's in great shape, and he's yeah. huge. It's mm-hmm. like he, he could probably handle all those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a foot he's a foot taller than Gargano or Champa. I mean, he's running around. That is that is hilarious. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's True. that is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Jimmy, I gotta talk to you about this Ludwig Kaiser video. I know I'm not supposed to like the guy. But I absolutely loved this video. I, I think I'm going to love Ludwig Kaiser once it, it seems like he's about to break off on his own. It, 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 that's the problem. Maybe that, or maybe that was the intention. Maybe it's not the problem. Maybe that was the intention to make him likable for when he does leave the group so that people can get invested in him. Because yeah. that's the whole thing. You want people to get invested in him. And you talked about uh, J.D. McDonough joining you know, Judgment Day and us not thinking that he adds very much to it. When you see a video like this for Ludwig Kaiser, now you're saying to yourself, you know what? Hey, maybe there's something there. Maybe we got something. Let's, let's, let's pay attention to this dude. And and that's how you get people invested. Kaiser looks like you asked AI to create a James Bond villain. He just, he'll, (laughs) he will never, I don't think he'll ever be a good guy. He just, looks like someone you're supposed to hate but but he's too cool a bad guy he is so cool <laughs> it's so cool what was that video anyways he he could be a, you, you, look i always say this if the demonic monster who was thought to be burned in a funeral home and left for dead <laughs> re-emerges and eventually becomes a lovable baby face if kane can be a baby face anybody can be a baby face I could see Ludwig Kaiser because he's almost a little bit comical to the point of his strut and his his arrogance is almost comical. And it's okay that it's comical because he backs it up in the ring. The moment that he starts, you know, being in a conga line for the 24-7 title revitalized, that's a problem. But but he's comical w- still with credibility that I could actually see one day him being a babyface, even to the point of where he's a babyface that goes that tries to go toe-to-toe with Gunther. One day it could be a baby face, but right. but yeah, right now he is just the perfect. He's a perfect heel, uh, mm-hmm. and I love I I love the vignettes. I thought that was a great title. I love the he's like a piece of art, and yeah. then the, the the boyfriend and girlfriend, and then he he flips it. And he just takes a picture with the woman. <laughs> it's <so> stupid, <laughs> you know. It's so good, but you're right, Justin. As you were saying this, I'm thinking of. Chad Gable and the shoosh and how everyone hated it for a while. And then it became the greatest thing ever when yeah. he tells someone to shoosh or thank the, you or whatever. The way that Kaiser says ring general and, and, and you know, you know, it, it, months ago, Corey Graves was doing imitations of him on commentary and it was so spot on, but it was funny. 
Oh uh, yeah, uh-huh. I mean it, it's Kaiser's got again. I, Vinci's the one I feel bad for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, uh, they they got no there's no vignettes about Vinci right now. So. Yeah, Vinci hopefully has an uh, an exit plan to Imperium because Kaiser looks like he's ready to take off whenever mm-hmm. that happens. Um, someone uh, we, we we move on to Becky Lynch who is talking about her new book coming out and uh, Zia Lee shows up and asks when's it her turn. And Becky Lynch says she's not hard to find. Hmm. Then Tegan Knox and Becky Lynch uh, have a match. Well, we get a promo from Tegan first, and Natty gives Tegan some love. We get the match. Knox works the arm, but Becky still gets the win. After the match, Tegan's bummed. Natty, Caden, and Katana all say it's okay, but Chelsea and Piper call it a pity party. So next week we got Piper versus Natty uh, happening. Justin, I got to go to the beginning here. And and mm-hmm. Baby Ice, you'll appreciate this here in the chat. Zia Lee comes up to Becky Lynch and is like, when do I get a title shot? And Becky Lynch is like, I'm not hard to find and walks away. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Zia Lee's asking you for a title shot. What do you, <laughs> this, she found you. What are you doing? She, Justin, Becky Lynch is ducking Zia Lee. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it didn't make anybody look the greatest. I mean, I was happy to see Zia Lee. I'm a, I'm a fan of Zia Lee. I like, especially when she was in NXT, I like the backstory they tried to do and all that stuff. Uh, they they kind of got away from it. But yeah, this didn't make anybody look great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it, uh, it, I, I don't, I, I it, it bugs me a little bit how Becky Lynch kind of dismisses a lot of a lot of people instead of. I, I feel like she acts like a heel a lot well, of times. Yeah, well, the, 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 I think that again, the hindsight twenty twenty, we get to, we get to we get to Tuesday morning quarterback, um, is that tonight's goal for Becky Lynch? Excuse me. Was to get Tegan Knox over. Hmm. So I don't even know if we should have had this backstage segment. Did it have yeah. to be this week? Because it, 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 it was counterproductive. You know, like, yeah. it, it was it was counterproductive to what, what Becky Lynch was there to do tonight, which was to get Tegan Knox over, which that was a whole other, uh, which we'll get to in a second, that was a whole other obstacle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy, I, I, speaking of Tegan Knox, she took the loss today. Do you think that she did a good enough job, as you always say, of uh, going over – Without getting over. Or getting over without going over. I, I thought it was okay. And the, the big thing at the end was obviously, you know, the show of respect from Becky Lynch from the champ, which, yes. which I think uh, was the nice send off for this. And to Justin's point, going backstage and doing all that stuff afterwards, it, it, it felt, you know, it did almost feel like a pity party. Everybody coming over and going, no, you know, they're, they're trying to drill it into everybody's head. Hey, you know what? you did a great job even though you lost you know but still when you if you if you're not first you're last yeah so uh yeah you know it was interesting i would say um i always like to say if wrestlers were stocked you buy or sell i would say buy in tegan knox right now though because cole even said basically he didn't use getting over without going over but he literally was saying she may not have won, but she sure proved to a lot of people that she belongs here in this mm. situation. And so I think that he's only saying that because he knows that she's going to be in that situation. Right. I will say <laughs> the, the pity party after Tegan Knox lost, I don't know if it was the right three people to come over and say it's okay. Cause it was three mm. people who have pretty spotty win loss records <laughs> who came over. It wasn't like, Raquel Rodriguez came over and was like, Hey, it's okay. Don't worry. You'll right. get back. It was like, eh, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. 
maybe it should have been some people who are on a little bit of a win streak uh, who say it's okay. <laughs> Uh, I will say Way Barrett line of the night though said Chelsea Green could start a fight in an empty, start an argument oh, in an empty room. I'm, I'm, I'm stealing that one for sure. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, but we get to the end of the show. Uh, backstage, Drew and Jay almost get in a fight, but Sammy stops the fight. We eventually get to the tag team match. It's fun as you would expect, and the champs retain as you would expect. Post-match, Sammy shakes everyone's hand, and so does Kevin Owens. Justin, it looks like these guys are all friends again. I'll be honest, I was expecting a stunner right at the end there. But uh, it seems like everyone, all the good guys are on the same page. Well, yeah, I mean, a stunner would have been a more climactic ending. But uh, yeah. but I think this, I mean, I think this was, kind of, this was, I think, good because... You know, so Cody and Jay win the tag titles. You know, Kevin Owens has been cool. Obviously, Sami Zayn's peacemaker with everybody, right? Sami's mm-hmm. cool with everybody. You know, KO has been cool with Cody. Obviously, KO still has a huge problem with Jay. So I thought that actually, it really, again, in hindsight, had Cody and Jay won the tag titles and because KO and Sami are still there, this was almost kind of necessary. It was kind of like, logically, you should kind of think, well, where the hell is KO with all this? Like, you know, like, so... I thought it was a good way to acknowledge history, to let them, you know, fight it out, get their differences aside, but then respect was earned, you know, and we ended it with the hug and, and the and the acknowledgement to each other. So um, I also think that, again, a little bit more long-term, you've got Survivor Series coming, you know, in about a month and a half, that these are four baby faces you might want to put together. And you would have had to probably solve KO's issues with Jay. You you needed to do all this and hash this out for it to make sense for them to be willing to band together at a Survivor Series uh, in the not so distant future. So I, I overall I thought it it, it was it was this was this was the story tonight was was good and, and fun um, for, for for what it was. Yeah, I think long term I I definitely agree with you, Justin. I think this is the way we they should be moving with Survivor Series looming. Uh, Jimmy, where are you at with? these characters and this story, are you still into it or are you getting a little bit of Sammy KO, Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes? Can they work together? Can they not work together? Fatigue. No, I kind of like it because you got a team like Sammy and KO. Sammy and KO are like not quite good cop, bad cop. It's almost like good cop and questionable cop. <laughs> you know what I mean for, and and on the and on the other side, here's Cody teaming with someone who he was, uh, you know, rivals with, or was part of a group he was battling, and they're getting along. Or is this a long drawn out process by the bloodline to kind of lure people in? You know, you talk about mm-hmm. fantasy uh, booking. Maybe uh, somewhere down the line, Jey Uso and the bloodline reunite and the story continues with Sammy, uh, not Sammy, uh, Cody and them, because they keep mentioning, you know, his, his story playing out and that, that Michael Cole mentioned it a few times. So it's not gone away. They keep bringing it up. So it's in the back of everybody's mind, him versus Roman Reigns, I think still yes. to this point. And now him teaming with Jey Uso has got everybody going, okay, is this going to continue to work out or is there something else in the works here we got a long way to go until survivor Mm -hmm. series so i got to imagine that these guys aren't going to be on the same page from now until then i'm sure there'll be some interesting situations that crop up between the group but we'll have to see how that all plays out Uh, as is that does it for the show everyone in the chat 
Let me know what your overall thoughts were of this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. And before we go, as always, Jimmy, what were your overall thoughts and where can the world find you online? I thought I thought it was a decent show. I thought it progressed storylines. It got people thinking. Mm-hmm. And as I said several times, I want to see what happens next. And that's the main thing. You want people coming back and getting invested and wanting to see maybe not uh, in certain situations for the right reasons, but <laughs> at least I want to come back and see what happens. And as far as where you can find me, you can find me here on Monday nights with you guys, Triple J, doing our thing. And uh, usually on Wednesday nights, uh, I don't know what's happening this week. I guess we'll stay tuned and we'll find out. And as far as the Reffing uh, It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hepper and I, I'll be back, uh, I believe, next week. Uh, back at it with my good brother, NRJ, who holds it all together. And as far as where you can catch me on social media, on all my social media platforms, watch my Ref and Rants, where it's just a minute long. As I always say, my critiques are not to tear down, but to help tighten screws that I believe need tight. And Justin, I know you got a big weekend coming up. What were your overall thoughts to the show? Where can the world find you online? And uh, where can the world catch you uh, walking the walk? Yeah, I thought I thought the show was 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 fun. It was good. It's um, I'm really interested. This is both Raw and SmackDown and NXT, I guess. That we have Crown Jewel coming up. A Crown Jewel is always one of those shows. Again, they try to they try to make this marquee pretty sexy. We already know we're going to have a title match with Seth and Drew. Not taken away from that, but there's those are two full time regular guys. These crown jewel, the, the salty shows rather tend to have a Brock, a Cena, uh, somebody who is on the part time side. So I'm curious to see what are they going to build up that both satisfies the appetite for the Saudi Arabia level shows, but also to the Triple H creative vision doesn't detour us too far out and and stays in line with creative and continues to build and then build following to survivor series so that's the big picture of what i'm watching for and that may even come in play tomorrow night tuesday night with nxt cody's got an announcement maybe cody's announcement somehow affects (laughs) maybe it's cody versus undertaker crown jewel i don't know as you as you were loving to to, to, yes that'll be if akira is not available if akira is not available uh it's crazy (laughs) uh at justin labar across the socials here with you guys Uh, i guess we're not here wednesday night because there's no jimmy there's no wednesday night dynamite so uh but here uh, on wrestling inc of course busted open on friday morning spar with labar uh check me out there and then yes this weekend saturday david allen it's david and allen a-l-a-n david allen uh does my custom suits started here with people you know lowbrow like me i happen to introduce this guy to a few wrestlers next thing you know he's now john cena stylist he's now doing pat mcafee suits he's got braun Strowman. he's got mojo raleigh he's got Wardlow. he's got uh, some uh, some great musicians we got a hell of a lineup coming into pittsburgh this saturday for the fashion show uh it, it's the, it's a it's a charity event uh hit me up on social or type it in google david allen fashion show going on the saturday still a few tickets left if you want to be part of it. Uh, but yeah, I got a brand new suit that I'm picking up tomorrow and I'm excited to walk that walk uh, style and profile. Woo! And it's going to be a hell of a night. Uh, pictures and video all to be at a high class premium when the event's all over. Well, I may have to check them out so I can peek through some of those suits and up, update my, uh, update my wardrobe here. So I uh, mm-hmm. definitely can't, can't wait to see that. Uh, make sure to uh, follow Wrestling Inc. for all your wrestling news. Of course, shout out to everyone in the chat. Dream Realm, MDB999, Killer of Demon 669 David, we got Power Baby, we got Baby Ice, we got uh, lots of uh, it updated. Scott Langford, Montez, Adam Sables. When I'm reading through the names, 
Sometimes when I post another one, it puts me right back at the bottom. I got to scroll back up fast again. But, of course, NYC Demon Diva, always great to see you hanging out. Uh, thank you for supporting the shows, even the ones you're not on. It's very appreciated. Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Uh, I just did PCW Ultra's ring announcing. Yeah, you can check that out on wrestling dot or remix.tv for a free replay. That's W-R-E-M-I-X.tv. Uh, free replays there. Uh, my next show I'm going to be doing commentary for is going to be Santino Bros Night of the Human Death Match on October 26th. Ooh. That one's going to have me going, ew. Oh, that's what I'm going to be saying the whole show because death matches are, ah, but it's going to be what I'm doing. Uh, you can check that out as well uh, as we get closer to that. In the meantime, don't let them touch your hair, Jack. No, yeah. no, no one's touched. No chainsaws hair. to your head. I'm going to, I'm going to look like I'm at a Gallagher show. I'm going to have the, uh, the, the thing on so that nothing gets on me, uh, <laughs> but, um, but uh, I'll be on for NXT tomorrow. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know. I, I, I reached out i don't know if we're doing aw also tomorrow i don't know what the plan is we'll find out tomorrow i guess but uh i don't i'm covering nxt that's what's planned and maybe I'm, maybe you're doing one stream and we're doing another stream we're both gonna go commercial free ahead but one of us gets an over maybe we're gonna like yeah. you know <laughs> and, oh, wow. and well you guys don't know i'm gonna have to reach out i'm gonna get like matt morgan to come up come back for a special mm-hmm. episode and we get raj to come back i'm gonna bring I, all the special guests back there you go i well i got cena coming on to make an announcement on mine. Oh, <laughs> that's not fair <laughs> well welcome, welcome to tony khan's life tomorrow <laughs> there you go seriously it's uh it's not fair but anyways that does it for us we'll see you guys tomorrow uh for the biggest tuesday in wrestling history Tony running out of ch- Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.